0: Hi there, everybody. My name is Laura Kelland-May. I'm from ThistleridgeStables.com and Equestrian Skill Builders on Facebook. Today we're going to talk about reasons you don't win at horse shows and I just have uh, some slides here that I used on a webinar that I had a couple years ago or so and I've decided just to use them so that I can review with you some of the things that you need to think about when you're going into a horse show and reasons why you don't place. I've been a senior judge for quite a while and I've seen just about everything there is to see in a horse show ring and if I haven't seen it I hope that I don't see it if that makes any sense to you. Anyway, so we're going to just discuss a little bit reasons why you don't pin at horse shows and what you can do to improve your placings and how to get the judge to notice you in a good way and some big mistakes people make in the show ring and what to do about those mistakes. It's a lot to cover in this little thing. Now, I'm just going to dive right in here. And the number one reason why people don't win at horse shows is they fall off fall of a horse and rider. If you fall off in the horse show ring, you are immediately eliminated and are not able to remount once you're in the show ring. So if you fall off, so sorry, do not pass go, do not collect $200. You have to leave the ring immediately. So what constitutes a fall? So uh, competitors consider to have fallen when either voluntarily or involuntarily they are separated from their horse which is not fallen in such a way that they touch the ground or find it necessary to have some help or assistance or find it necessary to get back into the saddle or to use some sort of support. Now this actually happened to me when I was judging a rider was going around the hunter course and her horse jumped the jump with his front legs but didn't jump it with his back legs. So the horse was straddling the jump. So his front legs was on the left hand side of the jump and his back legs were on the right hand side of the jump. So the horse his front legs were on one side of the jump or the other. And so the rider didn't know what to do. She dismounted and stood on the the uh the box, the wall that was holding that was part of the jump. And I looked at the, the, uh, the person who was sitting with me and I said, Well, I guess, according to this, the horse hasn't fallen, but she hasn't really fallen, and she didn't touch the ground, but she was using some sort of support to keep herself from going onto the ground. So she was, had to dismantle the jump lead the horse away. So that was pretty funny actually. So a horse is considered to have fallen when at the same time both shoulder and quarters have touched either the ground or the obstacle in the ground. So they have to really kind of be on their side. And sometimes it's different for specific breed rules. And I'm not aware of different breed rules. So you're going to have to check on your own breeding breed rules. For quarter horse, Arab, uh, saddle seat, uh, saddlebred, that type of thing, to see what it is that is constitutes a fall in their regard. So falls eliminate. You can't remount in the ring. So a fall of the horse and rider does not disqualify the competitor unless due to a ma- bad mannered horse. So that means you can continue on. You can lead your horse out of the ring, and come back into the next class or the next division. But you cannot finish. You are eliminated from that particular class. And if you re- remount in the ring, this is becoming an insurance and safety thing. If you remount in the ring, you're disqualified. so if you do happen to fall, go to the medic, get yourself straightened away, lead your horse from the ring, and uh, then come back in in the next class you can't you cannot remount remounting is disqualification. So disobedience falls occurring between this, the signal to start. So if you're in the jumper class or stadium jumping, if something happens between the signal to start, so I blow the whistle as the judge blow the whistle, and um, so so the if you're in the jumper class you blow the whistle that means I'm ready for you to get going and you have a 45 second countdown. So if something happens between the time I blow the whistle and between the time you cross the start line that's not penalized. So if your horse slips and falls that doesn't count. If your horse bucks and you fall off that doesn't count because you haven't started the course yet. In the hunter ring however the ring, the mounted portion, the judging begins as soon as your horse's nose enters into the ring. So anything happens once you're in the ring that counts. And a jumper jumping or stadium jumping or a jumper course things aren't counted until you cross the start line in the correct direction. The second reason why people don't win at horse shows is because of refusals. And a refusal is stopping in front of the fence, a run-out is circling or crossing your path, or going past the vertical line of the jump. So refusals, run-outs, or disobediences, those are all kind of the same. i put a picture in the slides here that you can see. And the third reason why people don't place at horse shows is because they have a knockdown knockdown, knocking down the fence, knocking down the the, uh, the jump, either with a front leg or a hind leg, if you're in the jumper ring, that doesn't really matter. Front leg or hind leg, it's a knockdown. If you're doing the hunters, hunters, it does matter if you're a front leg or a hind leg knockdown, and I do take note of that when I'm judging. If it's a front leg knockdown, that's a little bit of a more of a problem more of a dis- more marked more severely i guess would be the best way to talk about it a front leg knockdown is a more severe knockdown, then a hind leg knockdown. A hind leg knockdown, if, if you think about it, if you're in the hunter field, if you're hunting, out hunting, field hunting, in the field, if you hit a fence, a solid fence with the front leg, that is a very hard thing to recover from. If, you ha- if your horse happens to be lazy with its hind leg, or you get left behind a little bit in the hunt field, and your horse drags its hind legs a little bit over the jump, then that's not as dangerous. So reason number four is bad form. This Now we're talking about hunters exclusively here. If the horse dropped a leg, if the horse swims over the fence. We've seen them. They kind of come in in the front crawl and they're paddling with their front legs. That is very bad and that is uh, marked. for. As far as I'm concerned, the same as a knockdown. Hanging a leg, uh, leaving off one leg or other disasters, and you can fill in the blanks there what other kind of disasters that you're thinking of. Here's some other major faults. Uh, Trotting, breaking anywhere on the course, so if you've got a lovely canter going and then all of a sudden you drop back to the trot. That's too bad for you. Uh, Leaving out strides. Leaving out strides is dangerous and it makes for a long reaching jump. makes the horse jump flat, makes the horse jump fast, and it doesn't look very nice. Your horse is not shown to the best of its ability, so that also is a major fault on the other end of the scale adding in strides so for me if you're going too slowly if you're adding in a stride chipping in and not uh, if your horse's chips in that means to me that it's not a very scopey jumper so you just kinda have the what I call the Goldilocks effect going on there. It can't be too fast it can't be too slow it's gotta be just right so another thing here is chipping, chipping in, adding, popping, adding in and getting too close to the fence, pausing or propping or stopping before takeoff, dwelling in the air, jumping in two parts, we've seen that too, and the horse kind of jumps at his front legs and then pushes off and it, it kind of helicopter over the jump, wrong lead around the corner, No lead changes, so if you get it wrong, if you've got a lovely horse, lovely mover, and it gets to the corner, doesn't do its lead, stays on the counter lead all the way around, that's not good. And disunited lead, so that means it's on its left lead in the front and on its right lead on the hind legs, that's also not very good. Other faults that are considered in the hunter ring spooking. We've all been in the Rochelle ring and been riding around and something happens, If for me if something unusual specifically happens I will allow the horse to start again and this has happened to me at a show when I was judging. It was the summertime and this show ring was in a suburban area. There was a a, show ring where the adjacent property was a homeowner and as this horse was going down the long side, the homeowner started up the lawnmower and the lawnmower shot grass clippings right into the path of the horse as it was cantering down and the horse shied and it wasn't bad. So I just said stop right there you can you have two choices you can start where you left off or you can start again from the beginning so i i i gave them an opportunity and as a judge you know you have to kind of work these things through it was totally unfair it was totally not something that was in the show ring that the horse should have dealt with if the horse shies at 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 a jump that's one thing if the horse shies at something that's was happening outside the ring and it came into their ring, a dog, if a dog ever came into the ring, I would allow the horse to either pick up where the shy happened or start again from the beginning. So um, spooking, not tight below the knee, twisting or laying on the side, this is a very unusual one to see and hard to pick up if if you're judging, if you're sitting on one long side to see the horse twisting or Going sideways, it's kind of difficult to see sometimes. Stalling on landing or landing in a heap, and the, and again, this is, you see a lot with the school horse division, novice division, where the riders are on these school horses who know all the tricks and they just don't want to go forward anymore, and they kind of land in a heap and they don't go anywhere. So that's another uh, fault that you look for. On the other side of that, there's running anywhere on course. Horses that gallop away, that's not good. Jumping crooked, that's hard to see as well, but if you do see it, that's something that we take note of. Skips a change, that's not a big deal in my books right now for the, for the schooling level, training level, and some levels. But if you're in good company, skipping a change is going to leave you, mark you right down. Rubs You have to take note of those being flat or no bascule. So that's kind of a poor jump and not taking off in the right spot. So most of those that we just talked about have to do with the jump itself. So the way the horse jumps, if it jumps too close, if it hangs a leg. So the jumping style and also the care of how and where the horse takes off. Those are those things. And those to me are major concerns. The actual... Way the horse jumps over the fence. So the uh, the other part of it is um, in the slide deck here, slide number fourteen, you can see there are a few pictures of some good jumpers and bad jumpers, and you can decide which is which and let me know what you think about these each of those. So some of the minor faults and minor faults have to do with the non-jumping aspects of the course. So, So the movement of the horse. Is the horse a good mover? If it, and When I'm doing my judging I think about uh, giving them a score uh, 1, 2, or 3. 1 is not a very good mover, 2 is an average mover, 3 is, wow, I want to sit on that horse. Just excuse me while I take a drink here. I've got my tea going to keep my throat uh, nice and moist so uh, movement good good movement poor movement good movement very good or excellent movement and that's for in between the jumps rhythm so everything your horse you do with your horse is based on rhythm good rhythm one two three one two three one two three rhythm now we talked a bit about our highlighted a bit about running on course. So if a horse is running on course, it is just giving her, galloping and just kind of lifting its legs up as it's going along. The rhythm is a steady, even stride length. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, jump. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, jump. One, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, jump. That is what we want to see as judges sitting on the outside of the fence. We don't want to see a horse nice, calm and quiet and then the last two or three strides speed up and lose its rhythm. We don't want to see this horse going nice and smooth and slowly around the corner and then when it gets to the straight line going really fast. We want an even steady rhythm so the horse can remain balanced and in stride and relaxed. If your horse isn't in rhythm, it won't be relaxed. The stride length, we talked about that a little bit, good, poor, bad, and I even had an, another one in there, pony gated. So if your horse is kind of an up-and-down mover, a little pony gated, maybe it's a good jumper, can't make the distance, we're gonna have to mark you down for that. Tents are relaxed, that's all based on rhythm. If your horse has a good rhythm, your horse will more than likely be relaxed. If your horse has a bad rhythm or not rhythmic, it is due to tension somewhere. And If your horse is tense, it's not going to be rhythmic. If your horse is tense, it's not going to jump very nicely. So keep an even rhythm. And the horse's way of going. We want to see the horse bending properly. Ears are relaxed and forward. Uh, No tail swishing and an even Tempered, even stride throughout the course. Some people don't believe it, but tack and turnout does does count. If you have come into the ring and you have a tight martingale, I'll make a note of it. If you come into the ring and you've got a uh Pelham bit with a tight curb chain, I'll make a note of it. If you come into the ring and your horse is going a little faster and you sit up and pull back or you pull back a lot the horse opens its mouth, I'll take a note of it. Or if you come into the ring your horse is inverted, that means its top line is shorter than its underneath through its stomach, then I will make a note of it. And those are, are things that the judge is looking for. Now we're moving on to slide 17. Bonus Features. I have a thing here about a recent horse show and I'm guessing this is because I was judging one day and it was a beautiful summer, sunny day. This horse was at the end gate and they were going through the whole scheme, the whole shebang at the end gate. They were doing the hooves, which is makes a difference. They were brushing off the boots, which would make a difference. The rider's boots, polishing the boots, which makes such a big difference. Putting the jacket on the rider, buffing off the helmet, buffing off the horse, all those things. I thought, oh, this is going to be great. This rider looks fantastic. Came in, horse and rider pick up the canter, wrong lead right off the bat and the rider looked the part and I was really rooting for this rider because she really looked the part unfortunately she didn't know her course unfortunately she didn't know what she was doing and unfortunately she had a refusal so it was not a very good ride but she got all the bonus points the fewer marks as far as on the page when when you look at your judges sheet the fewer marks there on the sheet the better so if if I look down in my judges sheet the difference between different horses if I just have a nice little check mark that the rider was good the horse was good all the way across for the eight fences that's a good course that's a good horse that's a good rider that's a good course if I have lots of scribbles, uh, wrong lead, rubs, ticks, um, f- um, knockdowns, refusals, those, each time something happens there's going to be a different mark on my page. So the more marks there are in the page that I keep track of each horse, the worse the score. The fewer the marks, the better the score you're going to get. And a good score is about an 80. 80 and above is a good score. Uh, between 70 and 80 is about an average score between 60 and 70 that's just a little bit below average some horses even on their best day because of the way they jump their jumping form may not be above a 65 because of their poor jumping form they can't make the distance they uh, hang their legs continuously so they they are going to be perpetually in the um, average range Some horses, however, are natural athletes and will be honestly an 80-85 and then it's up to the rider to put the rest of the points on the horse. So just a little break here. My name is Laura Kelland May from ThistleridgeStables.com and Equestrian Skill Builders on Facebook. If you'd like to take a look to see what I'm doing over there, I'd love to hear from you, love to see you there. And I'm a senior judge and I'm just putting this out just so that you can understand and see what the judge is looking for and understand that you do have the ability to get into that show ring and show the judge that you do know what you're doing. Here's some things that the judge wants to see. One, first and foremost, you have to get to every jump. Remember at the beginning, it's slide, I don't know, two, three, whatever, at the beginning, the, one of the reasons is you don't place is because you had refusals. And if you have a refusal or a run out or disobedience at a jump, that is going to put your score immediately 30 to 40. Doesn't matter how good a move your horse is, doesn't matter how the rest of the jumps are, doesn't matter how many leads you get, doesn't matter how good you look or how your horse looks, if you don't get to all your fences you're not going to place. You must find all the jumps. There's a nice picture of a hunter on uh, number 19. So. What the judge is looking for is a horse that has good form, call call that a bascule, when the horse rounds up over its jump, good rhythm, jumps out of a good even rhythm, has good movement in between the jumps, well turned out, and is kind of pretty to look at. And how to get noticed in a good way. And we talked about this a little bit before, have excellent turnout. And I told you that little story about that person who had the most impeccable turnout, and I noticed her. Unfortunately, if you have good turnout, you have to back it up with a good ride as well. So here are some things not to do. Mane. Make sure that your mane is nicely braided. No overnight braids. Tail. Have your horse's tail braided clean horse and believe me as a judge I can appreciate a white horse. No manure stains and I would love to thank all those white grey pony mothers and pony riders out there who spend hours grooming and soaping and shampooing those lovely grey ponies and I know how much work it is. And oiled hooves. You know what? It does help. I notice an oiled hoof when it comes into the ring. By the time they finish the ring, the 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 course, they may have sand on their feet or something else going on. But when they come into that ring, it kind of just puts the icing on the cake of that show ring, the show ring shine and the show ring turnout. So I really know that you care. Uh, the tack. I do notice tack. I love tack. I don't care if it's the latest craze, the haziest thing. I don't care about that, but if it's clean, neat, and well put together and well adjusted, I do notice that. Please do not have flapping straps on your bridle. There is a keeper and a runner on your bridle there for a purpose so that it doesn't flap. If it comes out on course, okay, I can forgive you for that, but make sure it's when you start there's no flapping bits. It's very distracting and if I'm looking at that flapping then I'm not noticing you in a good way. I'm noticing you and like oh my gosh that flap is bothering me. I don't like that horse because that flap is bothering me. It's a good jumper but I don't like that flapping strap. Make sure everything is appropriate for your horse. D-ring on the hunters, martingales, uh, make sure they're adjusted properly and clean and appropriate for the class specifications. Overly tight martingales will be noticed. Sponge your horse before going to the jog or while waiting for the next class. Sweat stains and saddle marks are not appropriate. Put some liniment in water to remove sweat stains. Get off the horse's back. And As a judge, I spend the entire day sitting in the judge's box and I see what is happening in the show ring. I see what's happening on the sidelines and I see kids sitting on horses backs all day long with parents coming up to the child saying here's honey would you like a snack here honey would you like a drink but when that poor pony tries to put his head down to get a nibble of grass they're not allowed because they have the bit in their mouth so I say get off your horse take your horses bridle off and allow the horse to eat a little bit drink something and make the horse comfortable in between their classes so that it is got the energy and is with you throughout the day rather than being your cushion couch get off your horses back extra points for not holding up the class nothing is more irritating to the show management than to have to wait for people who are not on time. I understand there's lots of conflicts. I understand that people have coaches in other rings or trainers that they have to wait for. I understand that but be prepared so that you can go in as soon as possible. Rider turnout. Wear appropriate clothing even if jackets are are excused just before you enter the ring put it back on again. Wear it for the two minutes that you're in the ring, particularly in equitation class, it'll give you that edge. Believe me. Wipe the dust off the boots. Wear gloves. Put spurs on properly. I've seen spurs on incorrectly and I've contacted the steward to say, could you please go and see number such-and-such. Their spurs are on wrong. For more information Or if you'd like a copy of these slides, you can just download them, or you can send me an email, Laura at ThistleRidgeStables.com, and put slides or request the webinar slides in the subject. Okay, so I would like to remind you that it's ThistleRidgeStables.com, and I'd love to see you on Twitter. My Twitter handle is HunterJudge. My name is Laura Kelland-May, and I am from ThistleRidgeStables.com, and I'm here to help you, and if you'd like to have some help or get some information from me, please send me an email. You can send it to laura at ThistleRidgeStables.com, or even you can just do ThistleRidge at Hotmail.com. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.